0: Everyone, my name is Jennifer Sang, and you're listening to In the Lead. We are on episode number five. And today I wanted to spend some time talking a little bit more about the highly sensitive person. Last episode, we I introduced the concept of a highly sensitive person. And today I wanted to build upon that conversation to discuss what are some of the superpowers that come along with being highly sensitive. I know that for me in my journey, it has been a long road of acceptance and kind of acknowledgement of who I am and understanding what are the superpowers that I have that I can use in my everyday life, whether it's at work or in my personal life or just in my own personal self-discovery process. It's been something that has been, like I said, a long journey and a long road for me, but. I think it's key for highly sensitive people to understand the real power that they have with having this more sensitive kind of central nervous system and being able to sense and perceive things. Whether it's in business or in your personal life, you can really hone and use those skills in a really positive way. So I wanted to use this platform to start the conversation today about what are some of the superpowers that come along with being highly sensitive. Now, before we get started, I mean, I want to acknowledge that when you say highly sensitive person, that's a pretty broad um, statement uh, or broad personality type. Within the highly sensitive person kind of umbrella, there's many different types of highly sensitive people. So if you're interested in exploring and learning more, like what are some of those different types? What are maybe some of the powers and the strengths that come along with all those different types? But today, I want to really focus on the empath and the intuitive highly sensitive person, because that's where I identify more is just my central nervous system is able to really pick up and perceive, you know, feelings, energies, thoughts of people around me. So I want want to dive into that a little bit. So I know that I want to acknowledge that there are different, you know, variations within the highly sensitive person, personality type. But if you're interested in learning, if you type in highly sensitive person and, different types and different traits, you can find, you know, a ton of information on the web about that. But I'm really excited about today's show. And before we get started, if you want, or if you like this podcast, I would appreciate it if wherever you're listening, if you want to give it a follow, give it a, a rating and leave me a comment. Let me know, how are you liking this topic around the highly sensitive person? Are you highly sensitive yourself? Let me know what you're thinking, how you're feeling. Um, I really love to hear the feedback, and welcome to the show. Now, for those who haven't listened to episode four, where I talked in some detail about what it means to be a highly sensitive person, just to do a quick level set. So what it means to be a highly sensitive person is that you have a strong sensory processing sensitivity. And with the sensitivity comes this deeper level of cognition and processing of either physical, social, or emotional stimuli around you. So I like to think of it also as like the sensitivity, just your central like nervous system has, because I know for me as a highly sensitive person, a lot of times the reactions that I have I can literally feel it in my body. It almost feels like my entire system is like short circuiting and I can feel it almost like it's fried. So it feels very much like there's some some connection there to the nervous system. Um, but it just means that you you have this deeper level of processing and you're more sensitive to that than most people. Now, like everything, there's a spectrum, right? There might be some people who are highly sensitive who might be kind of in the middle of the spectrum. Some might be off the charts um it's really a very fluid personality type as it feels to me, so some of these things might resonate with you, some of them might not, but I think also it's important that whether you're a highly sensitive person or not, I think it's important to understand this personality type because twenty percent I've even seen somewhere close to thirty percent of people are highly sensitive and it's fascinating because when you read some of the the research and the work that's been done to study this is that they can actually see it in brain scans um, of people who are highly sensitive and see kind of the level of processing and the effect that stimuli has on the brain. And I just find it super fascinating. And the fact that there's 20 to 30% of people who are this way, and yet we don't really acknowledge it. So I think even if you aren't a highly sensitive person, you might have a highly sensitive child. You might be married to someone who's highly sensitive, or you might be the manager of a large organization that has highly sensitive people in it. So it's, I think it's a great way for us to start this conversation so that you have a better understanding of what it means to be highly sensitive and what are some of the strengths that highly sensitive people bring to the table. Because I know in the corporate world, we're always looking for how do we utilize and leverage the strengths of the people in our organization. And strengths is a really big um, focus area for how do we keep employees engaged. So it's really important. And again, 20 to 30% of your staff is highly sensitive. So how can we make the environment more inclusive and more um, friendly to these types of people so that they feel safe to really bring their whole selves to work so that they can then bring their beautiful strengths that come along with it. Um, So I really wanted to start the conversation there. But as I mentioned in my intro, I want to focus on kind of this empathic, highly sensitive person, because I know that that's something that really resonates with me. And I obviously have experience just knowing myself Um, and some of the strengths that I've noticed um, that I have. Now, in the next episode, I would like to also have a conversation around so you're a highly sensitive person. Here are all your strengths. How do you take care of yourself? What are some of the things that you need to be mindful of? Whether you're a highly sensitive person or you're leading, let's say, an organization of and has highly sensitive people in it, how can you make it a better environment so that again, you can feel safe and you can feel whole so that you can bring that whole self to work and all of the strengths and all of the the beauty that comes with it. So but a few things as I was thinking about this, at least for myself, as far as like, what are the strengths of a highly sensitive person? And the first thing that came up to me for me was intuition. Now, again, I realize and acknowledge that the highly sensitive person is a spectrum, just like everything else. But I've noticed when I talk to people who are highly sensitive, like myself, there's usually one thing in common that we all say is that we're extremely perceptive and we have a very Uh, strong intuition. So some people refer to that as like a gut feeling, your gut instinct. But for me, I think it's just picking up on kind of the nuances of, you know, what's going on around me. So I can kind of sense like, hey, something doesn't feel right. Or someone is holding something back, let's say, or someone... Is saying something, but they don't want to say something else. I can kind of usually sense that. And it's it's funny actually because I've had a couple of friends who are not highly sensitive ask me, how do you do that? And it's always funny because I say, I, I don't know. It's not something that I do. It just happens. It's just natural. Um, and this has happened to me all of my life. Like just being able to pick up on things that maybe aren't obvious and apparent. Or if someone has a certain emotional feeling or there's something kind of lurking kind of below the surface, I can usually pick up on that. So I would say like the, one of the best strengths of a highly sensitive person is your, your ability to really be perceptive and have that intuition. Now, in an organization, why might that be important? My, why might that be a really great skill set? that you want to leverage. Let's say if you are a director or manager of an organization. And I I say from many different angles, I think that this highly perceptive intuitive part is extremely beneficial because again, it can sense things. So for instance, a lot of times, and I've given this feedback to, to my team, is I'll sense like something just doesn't feel right. Something, I feel like there's something brewing below the surface. Now we use engagement pulse at the company where I work. And if we look at the engagement pulse and we see that, let's say 85% of the staff is fully engaged, we think of that as a win. It's like check mark, right? Like we did it. But I've looked at these numbers before and I've told, you know, my executives that I feel like there's something, I feel like that's not an accurate number. And I, I sense that because through conversations that I have with different people in the organization, or just from what I'm observing, I don't feel like that's a true number. So sometimes it can be really difficult when you have these intuitive parts because you might be seeing or sensing something that isn't necessarily something you can see on a piece of paper or measure in a tool. But there's definitely something like brewing there that might not be, it might not have come to the surface yet, but. Highly sensitive people will be able to sense that. And sometimes they may not be able able to identify it. Like they may not be able to say it's because of X, but what they will say is there's something going on and I think we should take a deeper look. I don't know exactly what it is, but there's something happening. And I think we should take this, you know, seriously and actually look into it, not just take something at face value. So if you're a highly sensitive person, you know, the more that you acknowledge and kind of hone this skill of yours, it can be a very powerful tool because it'll help you kind of see what maybe can't be seen. And again, in an organization, that's really powerful because you could even see maybe things that were missing, maybe opportunities that we may not see as a collective, but a highly sensitive person can really see that. You know, another part of this intuitive part that I've discovered about myself, and I know others I've talked to Have this as well is this ability to really connect, not only connect with people, but connect the dots. Like you can almost see, like there are times when I can see kind of a vision, like let's say working on a project and I can see how it's going to come out in maybe six months or a year. I know what the outcome is going to be. I can see maybe where we're all, where we're going to make mistakes, where we might hit some hurdles. Um, I can see how all those things connect. And the thing with a highly sensitive person is, is that you can maybe see those connections really, really clearly, and it's not always easy for us to articulate it and help bring people along. So if as a highly sensitive person, you can find a way to be able to help people understand, like when you see and have those kind of in, intuitive kind of, you know, visions and, and thoughts, and you can visually see how everything is going to connect. The most important part is trying to figure out a way so that everyone else can see how you made those connections. So another strength of the highly sensitive person who also might be an empath as well is that they pick up on the subtleties and the nuances that other people might miss. Now, that might look like I'm a super detailed project manager and I can see all the details in the project and I notice when the slightest, maybe number shifts or uh, maybe a deadline slips. I can kind of understand and see what's happening, and I can tell you what we might be able to do to be able to fix that. But I can see all the really little subtle nuances, which is a huge asset for organizations, for relationships, for parenting, for teaching. Really being able to notice those subtle shifts. You know, I notice this actually a few months back in one of our staff meetings was people were being really, really quiet. And it just got me thinking like, huh, that's interesting. You know, you ask questions and people aren't really chiming in. And I was just thinking to myself, there's got to be something happening here because this isn't normal behavior. But if you go and talk to someone else, hey, did you notice that people are really quiet today in the meeting? They'll say, no, I didn't, I didn't notice that. Or yeah, I mean, I may, or maybe I did notice it and it didn't really register for me. But f- for me, like I would see that no automatically, like, yes, this is something that needs to be addressed. So really picking up on those really subtle nuances I think is really important. And another reason why I feel like subtlet- picking up on the subtleties and the nuances are important is because I feel like a lot of growth happens there. And I've noticed this within my own personal journey is the more granular we can get, with how we're feeling, what, you know, what we want, what identifying the problems or things that we want to resolve, it helps to be super nuanced and it helps to be super detailed and notice those subtleties. So, uh, you know, I feel like that skill or that strength is so applicable in so many different ways. Um, that again, as a a highly sensitive person, you really want to hone that because it's so beneficial in so many different ways. And now going kind of a step further, where I feel like another really big strength is for a highly sensitive person is that we feel things really deeply. So do things, you know, when something happens to you, whether it's a a positive experience or maybe a negative ones, do you feel it really deeply? Can you like feel it in your gut? Um, You can feel all of the emotions. You can feel everything very vividly. Um you know as a result of that right so it can be positive or it can be i guess perceived as negative but you can be easily moved maybe by artwork or music um or even smallest moments that happen to you in your life might bring you an immense amount of joy where maybe some people might just say okay yeah that was great thanks and move on with their day you might pause a little bit longer and and be really impacted by it so i think feeling things very deeply also goes well with we just talked about, about the nuances, because as you start to notice those nuances, noticing how you feel when you feel things really deeply, it's actually a really great skill set because it helps you, again, start to identify who I am, how I'm acting. And we'll talk about in the next episode about some ways to kind of protect yourself. But one of the biggest um, things that can happen, especially for a highly sensitive person, is since we're picking up on so many different Stimuli around us, sometimes it's hard for us to differentiate what is mine and what is not. So, if somebody's really happy or really upset, you can easily, as a highly sensitive person, fall into the trap and feel like, oh, now I'm unhappy and associate those feelings with you. But as you get, you know, start feeling things more deeply, if you can get that granular and that nuanced with, okay, does this feel like this is something that I own? Or is this something I may be picking up from somebody else? That is a real superpower that takes a long time to cultivate. I will fully admit that. But I think the more you start to see it in practice, you'll start to notice like how much you're actually picking up on other people's energies, other people's feelings, and you don't actually own it. And you're carrying that around. I always visualize it like I'm carrying around someone's luggage. Like somebody came up to me, put down their big heavy suitcase in front of me, and I picked it up and said, sure, I'll take that. And I start walking with it. After a while, you do that with 5, 10, 15 people, you've got 5, 10, 15 suitcases you got to now lug behind you. So, really noticing, like, when is it time for me to pick that up and when is it time for me to step away? Super important. And again, I think the more you can hone that skill as a highly sensitive person, the more you can leverage it as a strength. So, another part of this where I think it's a really Beautiful, great strength for a highly sensitive person is that they're typically more empathetic, um, emotionally responsive towards the needs of others, and they're also really caring. And I think it's a, a very deep sense of feeling connected to other people. And this is also due to highly sensitive people having a more active mirror neuron. So I think there's been some studies and some research that's been done to the brain and, and people who are highly sensitive actually have more active mirror neurons. So that's the part of the brain that's responsible for empathy. Um, so you have this really empathetic, um, part of self that can help you really connect with people and can make you extremely responsive towards the needs of others. And that's a really powerful gift. And again, in like any situation in life, whether it's at work or at, school, at, in your family, um, having that empathetic sense is really, really important because again, going off or piggybacking on the first few topics that we talked about was if you can tap into that empathy, you'll start to notice more nuances. You'll feel that empathy, empathy, even more deeply than a lot of people. And it can help you be a lot more conscientious and, um, intentional about, what it is that you want to do or how you want to connect with somebody. So, I think that connection and that empathetic part is extremely important and in organizations, I mean, that we're training leaders and executives and managers on how to be more empathetic and highly sensitive people just naturally have that sense. So in my opinion, I feel like a lot of highly sensitive people just make really great natural authentic leaders because they're able to be very responsive to the needs of others. You know, they can really connect with people and really help them feel more seen, more heard, more um, more connected, Like they like they matter. Like taking the time to feel that connection is extremely powerful. So I think that if, again, if you're a highly sensitive person, really noticing how empathetic you are with people and how emotionally responsive you are. And again, we'll talk about this in the next episode. But of course, as you can imagine, there's a shadow side to that um, that side of you. So you it's like a spectrum, right? And like everything in life, balance. But I think really developing a way to tap into that healthy way can make you so productive in in business and in your family and everyday lives. So another strength that a lot of highly sensitive people um, and definitely um, people who are empaths as well, they have a heightened perception or insight. So there, this allows highly sensitive people to notice like nonverbal cues and pick up on subtle nuances, maybe in body language or just energy in the room. And this, I mean, obviously is an extremely powerful gift for organizations and families and communities because you're able to sense what's kind of, again, going on beneath the surface, because a lot of people may not feel safe to kind of, you know, say exactly what they're feeling or say what they mean, but somebody who's highly sensitive can perceive that. They can perceive kind of what's behind the armor or what's behind or below the surface. So really developing a, a way for you to be able to hone that skill will be so beneficial. And again, from a leadership standpoint, Having that insight and that perception helps because, again, if you're trying to build psychological safety in organizations, you have to be able to, one, yourself be vulnerable, but two, invite others to be vulnerable as well. And you can't always just sense that on the surface. You have to be able to have that perception and that insight to say, okay, I think there's more to uncover here. How can I make this space safe so this person can bring their whole self so having that ability to really tune into people and really develop that perception is an absolute strength that um a lot of HSPs have. And the last one I want to touch on as far as a strength is a lot of highly sensitive people are highly creative and they're definitely introspective. So a lot of highly sensitive people have a very rich inner world which usually gives them the tendency to have more like vivid dreams or more vivid kind of visualizations of what's going on around them or what they're experiencing. So they're able to be much more creative and kind of just naturally go into that. So one thing to ask yourself is, do I typically more naturally gravitate gravitate towards visualizing? Am I really creative? Do I have a really rich Inner world where I'm you know reflecting a lot and I'm sensing and perceiving a lot and I'm feeling things really really deeply chances are you're a highly sensitive person and that is another great skill to develop and next week, you know as I said for all of these, we will do a little bit more of a deep dive into now we know all these superpowers and strengths that we have how do we protect ourselves how do we stay um, mindful of Kind of the shadow sides of all of these strengths. Because if we go one too far one way or the other, as you can imagine, it changes your effectiveness and how strong you can actually be with these skill sets. So those are some of the things that I've noticed, especially for myself. I would say that the intuition part definitely resonates with me. I think I I also have a very strong empathetic sense. I can just sense things from people. And I definitely feel things very Deeply, and I can notice just little sed- subtleties and nuances in my environment. So, even if I'm at, like, let's say, a coffee shop, and I notice out of the corner of my eye one of the um, one of the servers maybe just had a really bad experience, maybe a customer yelled at them. I'll notice their facial expression. I'll notice their body language. I'll notice kind of their energy, and I'll kind of observe. What they do next and how that impacts them, maybe how they talk to the next person, so I'm almost naturally just kind of seeing all of this and it's not out of a I'm a nosy person or I'm you know really curious about what other people are doing It's just I've noticed for myself that's just something I pick up on I'm not even really conscious of it I just notice it I feel like I'm always vigilant and looking around and observing how everybody's acting now I've asked myself this many times I'm like, okay so you're I'm noticing that I'm really vigilant and kind of noticing my surroundings. Am I afraid of something? Am I afraid something's going to change or I'm going to be in danger in some way? So those are some things that I know for myself I have to be very mindful of because if I get into much of this vigilant kind of scanning and observing the, uh, the environment around me, I can get really swept away in that and it can create a lot of anxiety for me. So I've, I've found as I've come through this journey of acceptance and acknowledgement, Of who I am, I've suffered from anxiety and panic attacks for uh, much of my adult life. And as I have kind of come into this space of acceptance and acknowledgement, and just kind of noticing my tendencies, not kind of pumping the brakes a bit before I let it get too far, I've noticed that that's really changed my anxiety and panic attacks, which don't really happen quite as much anymore because. Like, I'm more aware of how my body works and what my body feels like when it's, you know, either overstimulated or needs a break. And if I can proactively take care of myself or just be mindful of how I notice myself reacting, I'm able to, you know, tame it a bit. So it doesn't feel like the anxiety for me always felt like it was the result of being way too overstimulated and way too activated in some way internally. So, you know, I think it's something that is really powerful, but if we have to put in but we have to put in the time and we have to put in the practice and develop our own practices that help us stay more grounded, stay more connected, and take care of ourselves so that we don't feel constantly overstimulated. So I think I mentioned in previous podcasts that I am a certified executive and leadership coach. And I've noticed that one of the superpowers, if you are a coach, To being highly sensitive is that we are able to really connect and build a really strong rapport with our clients. And usually it's done pretty quickly. So, no matter what your profession is, no matter what it is that you do, I encourage you to really explore what are your highly sensitive traits and how can you develop strengths around those traits and really cultivate them and take care of yourself. Because I know. For me, especially if I'm in a really, like, let's say, difficult conversation, because this comes up, you know, from time to time in coaching where people are processing and working through some really tough, crunchy things. And I notice by the end of the conversation, I feel super drained. Like, I noticed that because I had spent the previous hour really connecting, being really present, really feeling their emotions, that by the end of it, I can feel like I've almost run a marathon. And I know that for me, like how I need to take care of myself is that when I have those really deep in-depth conversations that drain me, that I need to take a break. And sometimes that break for me honestly means going to my bed, pulling the covers over my head and being in complete silence for maybe 10 minutes, maybe 15. I don't necessarily have to sleep, but I have to close my eyes. I have to just Kind of reset and reground myself because if I don't, I notice that that is when I start to get really just fried mentally and emotionally. Um, So, you know, as a highly sensitive person, it's something to be mindful of, and just you know, I think it's a really great strength to have, but also know that it can really take a lot out of you. And for you to be effective and providing everything that you are capable of providing to the world, whatever your occupation is, just noticing what your body needs. What, what do you need to feel safe and grounded and like you are firing on all cylinders and you can be super present, whatever that means to you, but finding ways to take care of yourself is really important. So if you're in, you know, whether you're in therapy or you're in the coaching profession or you're in you know maybe you're an executive for an organization like there is a lot that can happen in the space in that in those occupations so notice how you're taking care of yourself and if you're giving yourself the space and especially if you're an HSP how you're taking care of yourself in between those moments so that you can recharge your your battery so that you don't always feel so drained So there's one distinction that I wanted to make because in the beginning of the podcast, I wanted to talk about kind of the highly sensitive person's strengths from kind of this empathetic or empath kind of standpoint. But I wanted to, you know, draw a distinction that being highly sensitive and also an empath are not mutually exclusive. So one can be both, and many, you know, highly sensitive people are also empaths. So if you think about the distinction in terms of an empathetic like spectrum, empaths are on the far end. Highly sensitive people are a little further in. So being an empath and also being a highly sensitive person probably puts you at the far far end of the spectrum, but if you were just highly sensitive and maybe didn't have a super strong empathetic kind of sense, maybe you'll be a little bit further in on the spectrum, but people with strong empathy who are not HSPs or empaths that are in the middle, they're more probably in the middle of that spectrum. But, you know, the other end of the spectrum can also be things like narcissists or sociopaths or psychopaths who have empathy kind of deficient. So there's definitely a spectrum. And I think we uh, obviously we all fall somewhere in there. But, you know, people who are highly sensitive are probably going to be in the middle of that spectrum or towards kind of the empath side of the spectrum. But, you know, we all have empathy. We all have this ability. It's just a matter of how sensitive are you to that and how perceptive are you of kind of subtleties in your environment. So they are not mutually exclusive. So one can be both, um, an empath and also a highly sensitive person. And that's after doing a lot of reflecting, a lot of therapy, a lot of research and just kind of reading about some of the the studies that have been done on this topic, i think i've come to the the realization that i have to be a highly sensitive person and an empath because i i can feel things like off the charts and it's very difficult sometimes, but also i can see how it would be a really important strength especially within organizations where i feel like we're spending a lot of money and a lot of time trying to train people to you know really hone this skill there's 20 to 30% of people in your organization right now that are probably highly sensitive people and if i were a manager or a director of a very large organization i personally would be seeking those people out because they have strengths and skill sets that can help us navigate our environments and through um, especially right now as we're going through COVID and we're coming out of it. Industries, businesses have been really disruptive. Tap into those resources that you have to help understand how are people feeling? Are we headed in the right direction? Are Is there any obstacles that they see coming up in the future? Um, very important, very important um, aspect of the organization. And again, my intention with this podcast is to provide a platform, start talking about some of these things, because I can tell you that although sometimes we have conversations, maybe not to this extent, but about empathy and building psychologically safe cultures, I don't feel like we have enough. And when we talk about those things, making sure that people who are highly sensitive are also included in that conversation, because I can, I can tell you when my strengths are not um, at the top of their game is when we have really large crowds of people when I'm expected to do a lot of really high stress things in a short period of time, when I don't have the space to really process everything that's going on around me and to me and in me, that I'm not effective. And as an organization, again, like think about there are 20 to 30% of people in your team who might be ineffective just for simple things like, are we making our meetings too long? Am I asking too much of people? Am I asking them to come up with problem or solve problems in a really short period of time, or can I provide them more space so that they can really think through their responses? Because as a highly sensitive person, without a doubt, you're one of those people who really wants to sit and kind of think through something. You're not one of those like spontaneous, you know, I got the answer and let's kind of hash this out right now. They're going to come with really thoughtful, well thought out answers to your questions, but you need to provide that space so that they feel safe to do that. You know, another misconception I want to actually talk about as we end this podcast is around highly sensitive people and introversion. Now that is completely false. They are not the same things. And in fact, in studies, they have shown that I think it's up to like 40% of highly sensitive people are actually really outgoing. So Just because someone might be shy or not be speaking may or may not mean that they're highly sensitive, but a lot of, so about 50, 60% are a little bit more introverted, but that doesn't necessarily mean that all highly sensitive people are introverted. So I'm not necessarily saying pigeonhole people based on whether they're quiet or maybe they don't talk as much or they take longer to warm up, or if somebody's, you know, the life of the party, they can still be the life of the party and be highly sensitive at the same time. So I wanted to dispel that myth really quickly because I know I've read that in a lot of articles and posts that I've seen is that there's this perception that all highly sensitive people are also introverts. That's just not true. So understanding what works for highly sensitive people, what are their strengths, and how you can help support, cultivate, and leverage all of those beautiful strengths that highly sensitive people bring to the table and just be more mindful of what that means and what those value adds mean to, again, the organizations or our communities or how we can just support one another. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed. I I really liked actually doing some of the research and kind of doing my own reflecting to have a better understanding of what are some of the the strengths of a highly sensitive person? How are people using and experiencing? their strengths in everyday life. If like I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, if you are interested in connecting or sharing your story, I would love to hear it, so you can reach out to me. You can visit my website at coachwithinsight.com or you can leave a comment in on the show and I'll we'll figure out a way to connect, but I would love to kind of connect with more people who are highly sensitive and let me know what are some of the strengths that you have? Did did I cover everything? Does that resonate with you? But in the end, I hope it gives you guys a good kind of um, idea of what it means to be highly sensitive and how we can all understand each other a little bit better and how we can connect and lead one another in in better ways. So that that was what I wanted to cover with the podcast. Uh, next week, I want to do a double click into what it means to take care of yourself as a highly sensitive person and why that is really Really important, especially when you want to be able to bring your whole self to any given situation. And for me, that has all started with acceptance and acknowledging what's there and who I am and how things affect me. And I think that we can all understand each other a little bit better and also understand ourselves so that we can be more productive and effective and connected to one another. I strongly believe that we actually have a lot more in common than we don't, and for us to just listen to one another and understand a little bit more, I think we would see a lot of change in our society, in organizations and in families to just accept each other for who we are, and I think that's the most important message I wanted to get across. In this podcast. So thank you for coming along on this journey with me and having this conversation today. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to our next conversation. So I'll see you guys next week.